taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Good afternoon, all you PPC guys and gals, and welcome to PPC Rockstars. This is your host, David Satella. Uh, before I introduce our guest, I want to remind you that you can find the pointers to various uh, things we'll be discussing on the PPC Rockstars page of the Clicks Marketing blog, and that's at clicksmarketing.com slash blog. That's C-L-I-X marketing.com slash blog. And I'm very happy to welcome uh, John Lee of Hennepin Marketing. Uh, many of you know of him and his company as the authors of a fantastic resource called uh, ppchero.com, which is the one-stop blog for all things pay-per-click. Um, John is also one of the people that does uh, regular uh, critiques like the one you're going to hear now uh, about PPC campaigns and landing pages uh, that you can listen to via podcast form by going to ppchero.com slash categories slash podcasts. And don't worry if you didn't write that down. You can find a pointer to it on the Clicks Marketing blog. Uh, so welcome, John Lee. All right. Thank you. And good morning, everybody. Or good afternoon, I should say. <laughs> So before we get started with the critiques, I just wanted to compliment John and Hennepin Marketing and Pat East and Amber and all the people that contribute to the PPC Hero blog. It's a fantastic resource. Uh, it's certainly the most prolific uh, amount of writing uh, in the PPC world, and uh, they, it's, it's, it's consistently great information for PPC marketers. And also uh, the uh, – the, um, the folks at Hannapin Marketing have generously contributed to the uh, Facebook group, which is called PPC Pro People, where uh, Hannapin posts a weekly update of all the blog posts out there that have uh, uh, interesting and, and useful pay-per-click information. So on behalf of everybody, John, we really appreciate all the contributions you guys make. Yeah, definitely. And just so you know, I mean, we have a lot of fun doing it, too. I mean, obviously, we... Uh we're all uh, superhero fans, and you know it, it, we, we kind of need to turn that around too to, to Dave and, and everybody else out there in the, the PPC blogosphere because there's a lot of good conversation, discussion going on, and I think we all keep each other uh, on our toes on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. So uh, it's a great, great environment and great industry to be in. Yes, sir. It sure is. No, no lack of things changing every day, huh? <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Okay, well, let's get to uh, the uh, the critiques we're going to do. We had asked uh, readers, actually posted through the PPC Pro People uh, Facebook group and the Clicks Marketing blog to volunteer to uh, let us look at their ads and their landing pages. So the first one we're going to talk about was contributed by uh, John Ripa of BPBreakingPointSystems.com. And... Uh, he contributed a list of a couple of keywords, DPI testing and DPI test. And again, you can follow along in the Clicks Marketing blog just to see the uh, details here. They're running a uh, uh, geo-targeted to the U.S. campaign. And uh, John, were you able to find the ad? 
I surely was. Um, you know, I did did a couple of quick searches on Google for DPI testing and DPI test, and then also jumped into uh, the the AdWords ad preview tool. Um, I only received a single ad uh, that came up, but it was it was uh, pretty sweet and, and to the point. You know, realistic DPI testing, uh, comprehensive methodology details, realistic DPI functionality testing. <laughs> that was um, it. It's a mouthful. <laughs> yep. So uh, you click through to the ad, through the ad to the landing page, and uh, what are, what are your observations? How could uh, John improve this the the combination? Sure. Well, you know, I'll start with my initial thoughts, and then I'll just kind of go through the process I I went through when looking at this. Uh, you know, first impression of the landing page was uh, you know. Uh, it looks like it's put together with someone who's got a fairly reasonable sense for design and layout and kind of how a landing page should, should work. Um, you know, all the important pieces are there. There's a headline, you know, maybe not the best headline, but a headline nonetheless. Uh, they're supporting content with uh, the text and a the video. Um, there's a call to action, maybe not placed in the best location, but it's there. And then there's a very simple lead form. Um, you know, this is one of those landing pages that's a good example of something that's almost there. You know, it's 90% of the way there. It just needs some tweaking to, to really truly fly. Um, and, you know, my other just general comment as far as an initial thought was, have you tried using uh, Yahoo or another search engine? I, I could only find the ad in Google. Um, so the fact, in, in, in the Yahoo, there's actually no ads displaying at all for these keywords. So that could be a potentially cheap source of traffic and conversion. So just something yeah, to, to think about. So you said that the call to action uh, could be stronger. What do you mean by that? Um, well, I think the call to action is right in so much as, you know, download the full DPI test methodology. I think that it's not called out properly. Um, right now it's, 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 you know, sitting on top of the graphic, what looks like, you know, kind of a couple of pages laid out on the table. Um, and just that, that particular font color and the location, it just kind of buries it in the middle of the page. Um, I think it would be better served... Um, like directly over the lead form, and really, you know, really make it bold, a big bold statement, both visually and and literally. Um, so the, you know that, and like I said, I, I think that they've got the right words. I just think they're they're poorly placed. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yep. Um, but you know, taking a step back from from the landing page, you know, I, I did some quick quick keyword research, and you know, honestly, this is a pretty pretty niche. Uh, uh, target that they're that they're going for, and there's not a whole whole lot of variations out there for DPI testing. Um, you know, you can spell out the acronym, but beyond that, the keywords become extremely untargeted, extremely irrelevant. So, right. you know, I think they've done a good job of focusing in on exactly what keywords they need. Um, you know, moving them, you know, progressively to the ads. Um, like I said earlier, I could only find a single ad variation. Um, it's not a, a horrible ad. Uh, but I definitely think they could serve well by performing um, split testing. And if they're not doing that, they, they just absolutely have to. I mean, Google makes it so easy for us to split test. It's you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot if you don't. Um, you know, in general, the ad is okay. Uh, the keyword is there. You know, DPI testing, DPI test are both in the in the ad text. Um, my only real complaint, and I was kind of joking about this in my initial thoughts, is that it, the ad text doesn't read well. Um, it's it's a mouthful. Uh, just to repeat, you know, comprehensive methodology, details, realistic DPI functionality testing. You know, I think that if you're in that mind space, you're probably going to be okay with that ad. But just in general, I think it's it's a bit too much. Um, you know, so I you know I think that they could do well by adding a call to action. 
uh, to this ad. Um, you know, learn more or download methodology, something to set that expectation of what they want their visitor to do when they actually get to the landing page. And then, you know, once they're on the landing page, um, like I said, I think they've got most of the elements there. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of making some minor changes, some tweaks to really, truly, you know, knock this one out of the park. Um, the headline, it's descriptive, uh, but I, just, I don't find it very compelling. Um, so some suggestions, you know, can you include a benefit uh, as to what the visitor will get once they download and read this methodology? I understand that they, they, they do describe that in some detail in the text and in the video, uh, but they should touch on it in the headline, too, and really really pull the visitors into this landing page. Um, kind of my big beef right here uh, it has to do with the lead form. I think that it's, in general, as a lead form, it's okay. It's short, to the point. Uh, but my question, my question to, to John would be, you know, are you using this for lead generation? And if the answer to that is yes, why in the world um, are they allowing visitors to bypass filling in inf any information and click get instant access and actually download the document? Um, so they're not getting anything. They're not. They're they're missing the point of using a white paper or this methodology as leverage for for lead data. Um, I think that's a it's a misstep. Um, I, I was kind of posing a question myself of maybe there's a backstory to that. Maybe they tried my way first and, and nobody filled out the form uh, so they were they really wanted to get this information out there so they they kind of skipped that step but I would I would pose that to to John and the breaking point team of if you using this for lead generation um, really make an effort to leverage that to get to get information from your visitors um, David, I think you and I, you know, we're touching on uh, the location of the, the call to action. Um, I think it's the right call to action. I just think that, um, you know, let's, let's get it on top of that lead form and, and put it into the, the bold, kind of that blue and white background to really pop that off the page. People are like, okay, this is where I need to go to download the full DPI test methodology. Um, and, and one last thing, um, and this is kind of nitpicky, but uh, I think that this page would be served well by lightening up the color scheme a little bit. Um, right now, the, the headlines and the subheadlines are these dark hues of blue and gray. And while that does give a fairly professional um, you know, viewpoint to this page, I think it's kind of somber. Um, so my, my quick and easy suggestion would be try testing the headline and like the call-out box over the, uh, the lead gen form with the green from your logo. Um, I think that's a nice, bright color. It's going to fall in with your branding efforts, um, and it could just give this page a little more life. So that's kind of my, my, my rundown for Breaking Point. Well, that's great. You, you definitely hit all the things that I noticed as well. And I'll just uh, underscore some of them. You know, kind of starting at a 20,000-foot level, I see uh, – well, let me, let me talk about what I, I think is good here. You, as you pointed out, uh, first of all, the keywords are in the ad, so that, that uh, makes it more likely that people will click on the ad. And um, the fact that w once, once having clicked on the ad, uh, they get to a page where uh, the, the, the content of the page relates to the ad and the keyword – uh, and there's an immediate uh, action that can be taken. They deserve high points for that because, yeah, uh, John, I'm sure you'll agree that we see lots of uh, ad and landing page variations where there's no correspondence between the ad and landing page, or, or worse of all, uh, the, the landing page is the home page, which 
causes the the visitor to search all the all throughout the site for for the, the information that they want. But uh, okay, so getting back to the ad, I mean, the ad and the landing page, you you made a very good point, which is there's really a lack of benefits uh, in both the ad and the landing page, and this mm-hmm. is this is symptomatic of uh, technology companies in general. Uh, technology companies uh, have uh, I'll, I'll, I'll exaggerate their attitude. It's the "if we build it, they will come" attitude, which is <laughs> very utilitarian. If sim- <laughs> yeah, if we simply describe what we have on offer, then the then the uh, prospective customer must be smart enough to realize what the benefit will be, and uh, that's never a good uh, assumption. Uh, no. Benefits always draw and sell better than features. So, starting with the ad, I mean the ad is. You know, as as you said, it's a mouthful, and there really is a lot of wasted space here. I mean, the word comprehensive is not a benefit. Uh, the word realistic is the one word that comes closest to be- to a benefit, but I doubt whether that's a significant buying benefit. So, uh, you know, I don't know DPI as well as the Breaking Point Systems folks, but <laughs> I'm sure there are benefits that could be put into the ad, and definitely, John, as you pointed out, a call to action. Basically, if you want people to take an action once they get to the site, tell them what you want them to do in the ad. So uh, one easy example here would be in the ad, say, download free white paper now with a little exclamation point at the end. Uh, Click-through rate is going to go through the roof with something like that. Well, and hopefully and, conversion rates too. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So going to, to the landing page, I agree. It's, it's well-designed and laid out in general. Uh, definitely agree on the point that um, you know the the relatively muted tone of the words um, makes it less likely that people will see the important points. Uh, definitely agree that um, the caption above the uh, the pictures of the white paper should be the boldest thing on the page, telling people that they should download right now. Um, and I, I definitely agree about the form. It's funny that when we do uh, site analysis, one of the first things I do is click on the action button of a form to see how well the uh, the site is trapping errors uh, to make sure that the data in, that has been entered is accurate. And as you noticed, um, the form doesn't require anything to be filled out. Uh, it just provides instant access to the white paper. Right. And, and, kind and of, just I, to interrupt for a second, they actually um, explicitly say that in the description, it's, it says simply fill out the form below or, or click, okay, click yeah, and I get instant access. So, I mean, they're, they're, they are purposefully opening that up, and I think that's a, that's a serious error on their part. Yeah, I mean, I've been involved in conversations uh, that I imagine have gone on at breaking point Right. Uh, should should we require information that will that will lower the number of people that will actually read the white paper, or we should should we require information, and that way we can follow up. And you know, I mean, the the the, the best answer is different from company to company, mm-hmm. but um, I think that many or most site visitors are accustomed to having to give up a little bit of information in order to get something valuable, and uh, the likelihood that you'll be able to follow up. And closed sales may be higher than the likelihood that someone will actually read through the entire white paper and reach out to the company to to get more information or to pursue a sale. Certainly. So let's see. The only other thing I noticed was uh, it's interesting. I'm looking at the Google page of ads, and uh, the 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 term DPI seems to mean several different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the ads on the right are. Uh, mostly about dry powder inhalers, which is, uh, I'm sure, something very important but completely different from uh, breaking points. Um, 
not well, really. It's also a North Carolina but, uh, State Association as well. Yeah. The NCDPI. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I you know, going round to to what I think is the most important um, point about what we've been discussing is uh, really needs to have benefits. I, I suspect that. Uh, uh, DPI testing in the breaking point sense has to do with something related to uh, computer network uh, reliability or security. And boy, there certainly are a lot of benefits that could be highlighted there because it's you know you can throw in fear, you can throw in protection, all these very important uh, visceral emotional concepts that uh, could be used as benefit statements. Hey, John, we've got to break away for a uh, quick message from some important sponsors. So, uh, listeners, please stay tuned, and we'll come back, and we've got another uh, meaty critique to go through with you. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah, GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. We got it. Put it up there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. Looking for a new way to build backlinks and traffic back to your website? Then look no further than the quickest and easiest way to blast your article to thousands of subscribers at the click of a mouse. Introducing ArticleSender.com, the world's premier article distribution service. With ArticleSender.com, you can submit your prize-winning piece to thousands of promising publishers and article directories craving for fresh content. ArticleSender.com also provides premium services so that your article is SEO SEO ready. Plus, we provide express editorial review for rush delivery of your submissions within 24 to 48 hours article distribution at its easiest one form one click thousands of results get your free account today at articlesender.com that's article s-e-n-d-e-r.com the pursuit of ppc continues welcome back to ppc rock stars here's your host david zatella Welcome back. I'm here with John Lee of Hannapin Marketing, the PPC hero, folks. And uh, John and I are critiquing some PPC ads and, and landing pages that have been contributed by listeners. Um, John, you want to s- jump into the next one? This is uh, from Yeah, sure will. Um, this is IDES.com uh, and their prospector tool. Uh, they, they label themselves as the Plastics Web, which a little confusing, but I think we can work with it. Um, some of the keywords that they brought in were polypropylene data, uh, plastics properties, plastic materials. Um, so this was another another circumstance where when I started performing searches on Google, I could only find a single ad. Um, I found the one ad, quickly copied it, and uh, from that point forward, I was unable to find another one. Um, so and that's uh, that was me doing searches on Google, Yahoo, using the AdWords preview tool. Um, I even went so far because the geotargeting was set to worldwide, uh, according to, to Nathan. Um, you know, I was doing searches in the UK and in Mexico. Uh, I couldn't find a, a single ad anywhere. Um, so, 
there may be a question to Nathan there as far as targeting and, and how he's got his account set up um, and if it's being shut off, et cetera. So lots of open-ended questions there. Um, but yeah, I'll just kind of start from the beginning and talk about keywords and, and move through the ads and the landing page again. Cool. Um, you know, based on the, the list of plastics, if you actually go to IDS.com um, and go to the plastic section, um, there seems to be a veritable gold mine of potential keywords. There's name brand products, types of plastics like homopolymer, uh, copolymer, impact copolymer, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on uh, for miles. Um, so I, 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 I performed searches on some of those keyword variations and, again, found, found no ads. Um, so I would, I would pose the question and hopefully action item to Nathan to expand his keyword list into more uh, granular territory to both increase click-through rate but also to uh, increase conversions as well. Um, you know, looking at keyword intent, you know, polypropylene data and plastics properties, I think, are in the right spot. You know, people looking for the chemical makeup of plastic or particular kinds of plastic. Um, but plastic materials is really out there. Um, someone using that search could be looking for a whole host of items, none of which could be a data sheet about the chemical makeup of plastic. Um, I would be just as out there as I can and really, really stress that you need to review search query reports on that one um, and use your negative keywords to weed out the irrelevant searches, as I'm sure there are on that particular keyword. Um, so moving then into the ad text, again, I could only find a single ad, so I don't, don't have a whole lot to work from here. Um, but it does appear that you're using a DKI, so dynamic keyword insertion. You know, again, I think this is one of those tools that can be okay, especially when you're in an active testing environment um, and you're looking for the, you know, the best click-through rate possible. I'm afraid what's happening here is that there's a single ad um, and that it has DKI in there because it's being used as a crutch. And by a crutch, I mean a Band-Aid covering poor account structure. Um, so, and I'll get to, to some of that, I think, here in a little bit um, in more detail. But, you know, for instance, I think this ad could be quickly, quickly improved um, by adding the word find in the headline. Currently, it's just polypropylene data based on the search I performed in Google. If you include the word find, uh, it puts into a frame of reference of what the website does and what this uh, prospector tool does for the actual customer. Um, it, it, it's a tool to find data about plastic. Um, just that one word makes such a huge difference. And it, you know that's a kind of a soft call to action, but it is a call to action um, that you're placing directly in the headline. You know, and, and if if uh, Nathan is really reliant on on DKI, um, you know, I would even suggest partial DKI. So you know, put the word find first, and then your bracketed um, DKI uh, statement after that. You know, um, and then I'll come back now to the poor account structure. Ultimately, um, and David, you can back me up on this one, but you know, when you're organizing your campaigns and your ad groups, if you're doing it the right way there really is no need for dynamic keyword insertion um, because your, your ad groups are so targeted already that the keywords inherently should be in the headline, should be in the body, and, and basically the work is done for you based on your account structure. 
Now, again, I'll throw in, sometimes it does make sense to test DKI. You're, you know, you're really pushing the boundaries of, of what your split testing is doing, and you want to see what would happen. Okay, yes, use DKI, but don't use it as a crutch. Don't use it as a Band-Aid for a larger problem. I absolutely agree with that, by the way. And, and uh, regular listeners may recall that uh, one of my frequent guests is Matt Van Wagner, who I like to refer to as the Grand Duke of DKI, because he, <laughs> he seems to know more about it than anyone else. And he would agree with you that uh, dynamic keyword insertion is more frequently misused than used correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, so I agree with everything you're saying. So keep going. All right. So I'll move on to the landing page, and I'll put that in quotations because I, I can't in good conscience call this a landing page. Um, and I, I don't mean to be harsh uh, to Nathan, uh, but you know, this is an example of what a landing page shouldn't be. Um, all this is is a registration form, um, and there's no helpful information for the user whatsoever. Uh, I would take a guess and say that the bounce rate, like if you were to look at the analytics for this page, I would bet that the bounce rate is somewhere in the high 80s to low 90% range. Absolutely. Uh, people coming to this going, what what the heck is going on here? I'm out. There's there's nothing here for me. Um, and, and that's a huge, huge problem. Um, so, you know, just put it into perspective, all, all I get when I come to this page is free instant access to information about plastic materials. Okay, that's great. Um, and then it's telling me to register for immediate access to 77,367 data sheets. Okay, that's wonderful, but that's not really all that helpful. So to take, to take the kind of calamity a step further, I realize that um, you're using dynamic text insertion in the quote-unquote headline on this page. And what that tells me, um, just from my experience, is that you are probably sending all of your pay-per-click traffic to this page, and you are relying on the dynamic text to kind of customize it uh, based on the search. And that's a, just a dangerous way to play this game. And you are likely losing a lot and a lot of potential customers with this landing page because of how, how you've got it set up in terms of just organization. So I'll, I'll go through kind of a laundry list of suggestions here. Um, I would start with creating unique landing pages based around keywords. That's kind of the uh, landing page 101. Um, I would start with a basic page describing, you know, polypropylene data and plastics properties, which that's really the, that's the same thing, just said two different ways. Um, you know, write a headline uh, that captures the visitor's attention, quickly describes the product, and begins to set the expectation for the landing page. So, yeah, that's a lot to ask, but as Dave and I have pointed out in the last critique, it is possible and it is necessary. Um, but most importantly, what's missing here is content. There, there is no content on this landing page. So you need to provide something that supports your statements of 77,000 data sheets. And we want to know... Um, you know, what, what are the benefits of these data sheets for me, the visitor? Um, why should I give you my email address to get access to these data sheets? Can you provide me an example of the data that's available? Um, how is that data collected? Where does it come from? Do you have a screen capture of a data sheet so that I can see in what format I'll be getting this data? You know, and again, that may not be the most graphic design friendly image, but it would be an honest portrayal of the product and leaps and bounds ahead of where this current page is at. And while I realize that you want the email, um, 
from the visitor, I, I, I quickly found out that if I go to just IDS.com and kind of follow through the site on my own, I get so much more data um, and so much more information that inevitably comes back to this landing page. Um, if I try to access any of the plastics data, I end up at this landing page anyways to, to actually get the, the full spreadsheet. Uh, at the very minimum, I would recommend taking a step back and sending people to other parts of your website that offer a more descriptive um, you know, rundown of what the product is, what, what these data sheets are. Um, that would be a step in the right direction. And then you can start to work in some more customized landing pages that will just make a tremendous difference in, in your overall efforts. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you said, John. Uh, and uh, I get I get an overall picture of this company and this effort. That is, uh, you know, these guys have probably been around for a while. They're probably an excellent resource for anybody that's in the plastics industry. Uh, but the whole company has been focused for years on uh, accumulating good data, good information, and making uh, themselves the indispensable source for people in the plastics industry. And are just starting out in things like web design and, and pay-per-click advertising. And I guess to, to crystallize all of the uh, suggestions, and there's, there's so much that could be done to improve the, the campaign and the results, um, I absolutely agree, John. If, if they just landed some of the PPC ads on some of the internal pages rather than on that, uh, that one page with just one tiny form, uh, boy, the results would, would improve by ten times right away. Mm-hmm. Well, and like hey, I John, said, I mean, if, if, if you go that route, they, that user invariably ends up at that lead form anyways to actually get the full, full print out of that data. So um, they're, they're still going to get the email address, but they're going to give – you know, they're going to give the user some bait first uh, to get exactly. them to that point. Exactly. Hey, we've got to cut away for another uh, sponsor message. Uh, listeners, please come back. We're, we're here with John Lee of PPC Hero and Hannapin Marketing. We've got a little more to go. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Susan, you're still responsible for digital marketing programs, right? Right. So your team is responsible for email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign optimization, and scheduling? Your point? Why are you so relaxed? My team deals with five different solutions, tech support teams, and just as many invoices, and it's making us mental. What is it? Aromatherapy? Acupuncture? Why are you so relaxed? You just have to simplify your tool set and unify your team. Lyris provides totally integrated email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign management, and calendaring functionality. It's all in one spot that provides a holistic view of all your team's efforts. And you get all of this functionality for $299 a month. So with Lyris, one company can do it all. I feel like I can cancel that acupuncture appointment already. To see how Lyris can simplify your life, visit Lyris.com or call 1-888-GO-LYRIS. Simplify, unify, and increase ROI with Lyris today. SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. 
Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back, uh, and uh, we've come close to running out of time. Um, but I wanted to thank my guest, uh, John Lee of Hannapin Marketing. Uh, John, thanks. This is if, if this is an example of the podcast that people can get uh, by going to uh, the the PPC Hero site, then uh, that's a wealth of information. Um, before we sign off, though, if people want to get in touch with you uh, to follow up on some of your observations, how could how can they get in touch with you? Sure. Uh, well, the the quickest way is by email, and that's uh, my name, John Dot Lee. So J O H N period L E E at hannapinmarketing dot com. Uh, but you can also find me on Twitter. Um, I'm on there every day. Uh, so it's twitter dot com backslash J O H N underscore A underscore L E E. Um, and uh, tweet me on there, and I'll tweet back, and uh, we can get something going. Excellent. Well, thanks, John, and thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Come on back uh, next week, and uh, we'll have more great PPC info from PPC Rockstars. Thank you, everybody. 